0: You may have noticed that the Christmas season is full on in effect. And, you know, one of the things that uh, you might enjoy doing, I know we do with our family, is gathering around and watching something for the whole family. You know, a movie, TV show, something that you can all enjoy. But you've probably found that that can be challenging, to say the least. We have uh, with us this morning Adam Holtz, who's the Director of Media and Culture at Focus on the Family, giving us a little bit of, well, some guidance, some insight, and maybe some advice on what's available, and And uh, thank you so much, Adam, for being a part of the oh, program yeah. this morning. It's really great to talk to you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I work, for those who aren't familiar, at um, a division of, of Focus on the Family called Plugged In, and we review movies and music and TV and all sorts of things, entertainment-oriented, so... We have a couple of of articles on our blog. If you just Google, excuse me, if you just do a search on best Christmas movies, you'll see two different things, and I'm pulling from those just to kind of cherry pick those lists to talk about some things this morning. So I've got five movies that I want to point people towards, and I'll just kind of blast through those real quick and and give you guys a chance to respond as I go here. Sure. Sounds good. Go for it. Well, let's start with the nativity story. This is a 2006 movie. It's rated PG. It stars Keisha Castle-Hughes, which is actually surprisingly difficult to say on the radio, (laughs) as Mary, Um, and Oscar Isaac is Joseph. We may know him better from Star Wars or Moon Knight, but back then he he played Joseph as well. Uh, And this is a very, I think, realistic and kind of gritty, but not over-the-top gritty depiction of the nativity story and i think that the value of movies like this and the value of of series like the chosen is that it 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 sparks our imagination it gives mm-hmm. us a chance to think about huh i wonder what that would have been like and you know when you actually see an actress portraying mary riding on a donkey through the desert it's one thing to read it in scripture it's another thing entirely to sort of visualize through film what that might have looked like, and mm-hmm. obviously, anytime you translate a biblical story to a movie or a TV show, there there are going to be creative decisions involved. There's going to be imagining things that may not actually be there in scripture. But I think this story and the Chosen as well um, really stays through to stays true to the core narrative. Uh, and I think it could be a great discussion starter, especially if you've got kids that are sort of past that early elementary age, maybe 10, 11, 12, somewhere in that neck of the woods. They've grown up maybe in Sunday school you know, with these lessons, and this gives an opportunity to to think through that. So the next one I want to point out is aimed at that younger age range, and it is the STAR And the Star Wars movie that came out in 2017. And this is just a lovely, fun, animated movie. And it imagines the birth of Christ from the perspective of all of the animals in the story. And so we meet a donkey named Boaz. He's kind of the main character here. Um, And I I really enjoyed this. I reviewed it when it came out. It's got a little bit of bathroom humor. That would be the one thing (laughs) that I would say parents may want to know about. And actually, there are a couple of wolves... Uh, and a hunter sent by Herod. That if you have really sensitive children, might be just a little bit on the scary side. So mm-hmm. with with all of these movies that I'm suggesting today, it's good to check out our full review at pluggedin.com and just just make sure you know you're in territory that you're not going to have to suddenly be frantically hunting for the remote. But I don't think there's too much here that is in that kind of territory. So next up we have the 2018 iteration of The Grinch. It's called Dr. Seuss's The Grinch. Uh, it's an animated production, and I know for some what I'm about to say may be a little bit on the sacrilegious side. Oh, boy. I like this better than the original. Oh. So it It <laughs> takes that original Grinch TV special and blows it out to movie length. Um, I like it better for two reasons. I, When I was a kid, I don't know about you guys, the Grinch scared me to death. And even <laughs> as an adult, when my kids want to watch it, I'm like, this thing still kind of gives me the heebie-jeebies. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. The Grinch, Grinch is just so kind of evil and wicked, and, you know, Mel Blanc voicing him, they do such a great job. This is a kinder, gentler Grinch, and some would say that makes him a worse Grinch, but I think it, it makes it better, and I think it makes it more accessible. I think the message of redemption here is stronger. It's not a Christian movie, but we actually have some Christmas carols in the background that mention Christ, which that often doesn't happen in mainstream production. So um, this has become a family favorite for my family. My kids are Mm -hmm. 13, 15, and 17, and we watched it just the other night, and my youngest quoted the entire movie. There you go.
0: That's when you know parenting's done right, right? When the kids (laughs) quote the movie from beginning to end.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Clearly... You've seen this a lot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love it. So let's now rewind the clock a little bit um, back to, I believe, 1991. And we've got The Muppet Christmas Carol. Yes. Well, yeah. Well, Um Dickens' Christmas Carol is a classic. I looked it up recently. I think it's been in, like, 130 TV stage and movie productions. There are so many. Um, but I, for me... I don't know. This one's kind of my favorite. I just, I love Miss Piggy and Kermit the Frog and Fozzie and Gonzo and everybody. And they, they team up with Michael Caine, who frankly, he's just delightful. Right. Uh, and, And I think that this tells again, that story of looking back and sort of reckoning with your choices and your values. And it, and obviously we've got ghosts here, so there is a little bit of a spiritual angle. Um, but even that, I think, I think that's navigable, and I think that you could have a great conversation um, just about our choices, about legacy, about regret, what mm. do we care about. Mm-hmm. You know, Dickens packed so much into that story, and I think the Muppets make it better.
2: <laughs> you and My Son. That is my son's favorite Christmas is that Christmas right? film. Yeah. Yeah. hmm and he's 33. Uh,
1: so. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that there is a sweetness to it uh-huh. that's not cloying and it's not childish. Like, I think it's there's a difference between childlike and childish. And uh, I think there's a childlikeness to it that it's just a lovely film. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, and, uh, and the, the thing is, is with a lot of these is, is there's uh, an element of production quality mm-hmm. And even though it's a Muppet production, it is yeah. very well done. It is just yeah. it 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 holds your attention very well.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, one of my yeah, favorites it's, too. It's very well done and frankly, a little bit more Fozzie Bear just makes the world better.
0: Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs>
1: Well, let's end up with the granddaddy of Christmas movies, that, of course, being It's a Wonderful Life from 1946. Jimmy Stewart, uh, of course, plays uh, the main character, Mr. Bailey. And he is really just sort of looking at his life and saying, "Um, what has come of my life? Is it just a waste? If I didn't exist, would anybody even notice the difference? I mean, he's kind of... Hmm in this place of deep self-pity and self-absorption and regret. Uh, and, of course, George is then confronted by the angel Clarence who who really takes that question at face value and says, actually, George, your life has made an enormous difference. Let's take a look. Um, a lot of us may have grown up not watching those classic movies. Miracle on 34th Street is another one, but, but there's, a, there's just a wonderful tone here uh, and and a wonderful story. I think for younger audiences, if there's anything to beware of, it's not content, it's that sometimes the scenes go on so much faster than, or so much longer than we're used to, mm-hmm. right? You watch a movie now, and if you start paying attention, you get scene cuts every few seconds. Right. Whereas these are, right. you know, one camera parked in one spot, you know, sometimes for 10 minutes. And yeah. um, so I think the biggest challenge here is overcoming... Our kids saying, oh, this is boring. Um, it's like, all right, maybe it is uh, by our standards, but there's a message here worth waiting for if we can sort of press through that, that cultural difference in how stories are told today.
0: Uh, so absolutely true. I introduced a family member to Citizen Kane. Yeah. And they were bored beyond belief because <laughs> of the, the, the pace of the movie is not what we're used to. No, and it was just no. one of those things that's like but this is this is the film my friend this is the groundbreaking piece of 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 art and you're yes. bored <laughs> and it's just yep. because it's different from la- from the way it is now
1: well and let me just say by way a, a little bit of a a sideways public service announcement um <laughs> at plugged in we have committed this fall to going through all 100 of the films on the American Film Institute's top 100 list. Yes. And it it may take us a year to get through them. We're not in a hurry, but we're trying to do, you know, two or three movies a month. Um, So we are adding, um, this month we're adding um, It's a Wonderful Life and Miracle on 34th Street. Wonderful. And and we're doing stuff like next week we're going to do Home Alone as well, which is a Christmas movie of a different kind and, and <laughs> it has more problems and some people love it, but you know, um, yeah. I'm not going to necessarily put it on our recommended list. Sure. Mm-hmm. So, and so and, not and, only can you know what's happening, you can come and, and get those movies too. I Thank love you for these. Doing
2: that. Yeah. I love that. And I just love the idea that, um, that some of these movies, well, all the ones that you mentioned have a redemptive quality to them. Yeah. There's so many stories out there on the streaming services that basically it's the same story over and over and over again and really no message for kids and for yeah. families that it's mostly just a romantic comedy or a mm-hmm. romance. And it's just devoid of so much of the richness of these these stories that you mentioned this morning. Yeah. And yeah. one one thing you mentioned that I wanted to explore just a minute is you mentioned discussion questions with your kids. What yeah. makes a good discussion question?
1: Well, I think it's age appropriate for starters. Um, I think when our kids are younger, you can just ask them, um, what stood out to you in the story? And another basic question is, what character did you relate to the most and why? So that begins to make the connection between their personal experience and what they're seeing. Um, and even just, what did you like about the story? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's a basic question. And I'm talking, you know, kids five, six, seven can mm-hmm. to answer those. As our kids get a little older, our questions can get a little bit more sophisticated. Um, you know, we can ask questions that help people really look at consequences. I think one of the things that entertainment often doesn't do is show consequences. So we can ask a question like, what do you think would happen if you tried that in real life, right? <laughs> yeah. Especially with comedies, while we're busy laughing at somebody, we get disarmed. Mm-hmm. And we don't think critically. Um, and, and even that, you know, what did this story ask us to laugh at? And do you think, from our faith perspective, that, that God would think that's funny too, right? Yeah. Um, good question. Good humor really is dependent on seeing the world. And then, as our kids get a little bit older, a really core worldview question that I've, I've worked with with my kids is, how is you know, what did you see in this story that is similar to what we believe as Christians, and what did you see that is different? So comparing and contrasting, then we're beginning to model That's critical good. thinking, and yeah. evaluating messages and ideas.
2: That's really good.
0: excellent. Excellent. And as always, we can find these recommendations and all the information on pluggedin.com. Um that's great. Adam. Fantastic. Uh, I am so looking forward to your uh, going through the 100 film list. This is one of those things that our family has thought, oh, mm-hmm. we have to see all 100, and the response is, right. do we? Do we really <laughs> do we? need to see them all? Probably not. So oh, I'm man. very much looking forward to that. That's that's wonderful.
1: You bet. And. We, just, we hope to be a resource that can help you and your family, not only with movies, but with music, TV, video games, books, YouTube channels, technology. Come check us out, and of course, we're a ministry of focus on the family.
0: Fantastic. Again, thank you so much for your time, brother.
2: And Merry Christmas.
0: Yeah.
1: Merry Christmas to you, too. Thank you.